0: Previously on Quantum Kickflip. Gold Star Disaster. The pleasure of your company is kindly requested aboard the jewel of the Kindred Cruise Line Fleet, the Multiversal Odyssey. Mave and Waltz, you have the Wilkie Frontier Bar in hand.
1: They step off the platform uh, and begin to plummet. And this huge, hovering horseshoe crab flies up And just sort of catches us in the air.
0: (laughs) Nice. And just like gently brings you down to Wilkie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seeing as you did such a good job with this challenge, would you perhaps consider a sponsorship relationship? Helix and Trev4, you both find yourselves fully in a memory.
1: You've done so much for
2: me and my family, but it's over now. I, I just can't afford to keep you around anymore. These are my problems to deal with. It matters to me. You matter to me. I will make this right.
0: You have completed your progress track and Trev in your records. You have those coordinates that you can pass on to Jericho Zebulak.
2: I
3: had a conversation with someone from Kindred Corporation earlier, and they were hoping to maybe get an Arborist Temple up and running in Kindred.
0: If we were to do this, we need to ensure that Kindred can demonstrate humility. From behind you, you hear a voice. We think we can make that happen. And the four of you turn. Once again, you are face to face with the Wix. everybody and welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slugblaster actual play podcast. My name is Lena, I am your host and your Slugmaster, and with me are some of my best and funniest friends in the whole world who are going to introduce themselves to you now. Y'all are on the Multiversal Odyssey, it is a cruise ship that has literally everything, so I want to know what your character's uh, favorite amenity of this cruise ship is. What is the thing they are dying to check out?
4: Hi, I'm Liam. I play Helix Pinnacle. He's the smarts playbook with the hard light board. Uh, and there was some mention of a rock climbing wall and some other like gym equipment. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, I think he's, he's just really in there to excited for all of the physical activities, uh, the, the, the surfing wave pool. The rock climbing wall. The zero G bungee jumping. Yeah. Zero G mm-hmm. bungee jumping. All the, all the like physical thrill stuff. He's- the
0: trampoline gym where that's also simultaneously a platformer situation. Oh
4: yeah. Yeah. And like the, yeah. the gravity's weird. So you can like jump yeah. off, you jump in off walls going sideways. Yeah. There yeah. are
0: sideways trampolines for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So
4: all the, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff.
0: Nice.
1: Hi, my name is Michael Vetch, and I'm here playing Walt and Wick, The Chill Playbook, with the robotic companion. Uh, and I think Walt lately has been eating a little too much pizza plasm, so he's he's excited for some of the the fine dining experience here. He heard there's a sort of an upscale partnered version of Applebee's, uh, Applebee's Lux. It's just like a,
2: a fancy steakhouse that is also and friendly. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Hello, my name is David Ray, and I play trev for The Heart Playbook, and uh, Trev is, uh, he, he saw it when he came in, and he can't wait to try it out. Uh, there is this a super long line, it's going up and down corridors, and people are so uh, pumped to look at it. And at the front of this line is uh, a special treat from Null. They have two of them. That's how many they were able to get. Two Virtua Boys, which are the <laughs> goggles that you can put your uh, face into. And it's like red lines and it's all black. And it's sort of 3D, sort of. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it didn't do well in Nell, but. Opera ablums, oh, can't get enough. And uh, <laughs> Trev is not excited about the virtual boy. He's excited for standing in a nice, orderly line for, oh, look mm-hmm. at them go. Because
0: when he gets to the front oh, of the line, there's another sign <laughs> yeah, that says robots wait, are not permitted. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Hey, that doesn't bother. He just goes back to the end of the line again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wants the
1: process.
0: Oh boy, I get to go again. again.
2: Yeah, Trev just
1: has the very good European love for a strong cue. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, my name is Rob, and I play Maveline Zandros. The Grit Playbook with the Photonic Jacket and the amenity that Mave is dying to try. I don't think she's going to get to because I believe there was an age restriction on it. But uh, I, I think you mentioned there being a casino uh, aboard the vessel, and I think growing up on the mean streets of Thenespar, uh, Mave and Mondo uh ran a lot of, of uh little little cons and hustles. I think there I think she's a pretty good gambler. I think she's uh you know, knows how to count cards and and uh knows all the little tricks and ins and outs. She's really good at uh two handed a spartian poker. <laughs> uh, would you know, you get a hand of cards for each hand on one arm. <laughs> um, so I think the thought of, uh, sneaking into this casino and taking all the rich people's money, um, uh, much like, uh, beloved Ryan Atwood from the OC, the character I've based Maybelline heavily on, <laughs> uh, that appeals to her a lot.
0: And as I mentioned, my name is Lena, I am your slug master, and uh, we're recording this at 10.30 in the morning, so right now my favorite amenity on the Multiversal Odyssey would be just a big bed. <laughs> <laughs> a big bed for to take a good, long nap. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of naps, y'all might want to be taking one because you have been through a lot. Uh, (laughs) uh, You're getting sponsorships, you're running races, you're stealing thin zone codes, you're going through uh, deep emotional uh, processing of past traumas, the (laughs) huge, and you may want to take a little sleepy time, but you can't because a new challenge awaits. Let's play some Slug Blaster. Yeah! Right. Uh-huh. May, Helix, Walt and Trevor. You are, of course, aboard the Multiversal Odyssey, which is continuing to circle the three towers of Operablum, though from this far inside this vessel, you wouldn't really know. You are in a broader recreational area of the Odyssey. There is a rock climbing wall, there's a mini golf course, there's an ice show, uh off to one side there's an obstacle course with platforms and ropes and all manner of things that you can run along and jump to and jump from and climb up and get knocked off of hmm. behind you are some arborists uh and at the front of that group is forrester tarment in front of you are the wicks wanda wendy and whitney Tarment has just stated that in order for the arborists to consider establishing a temple in Kindred Tower, Kindred needs to demonstrate humility. And the arborists need assurance that they're not walking into some kind of legal trap. Wanda looks at the four of you and says, You want Kindred to show humility, huh? I mean... We're basically kindred. What do you say to a little friendly competition?
1: Wanda, I should have guessed that you guys would be here on the Odyssey.
0: Wish I could say the same for you. We thought this competition was going to be three versus three.
1: I was extended an invitation.
0: As part of Gold Star Disaster?
3: Maeve is staring at Walt in this moment, because we (laughs) haven't really had this conversation yet. Like He was invited here as part of the crew, because... As far as the public knows, he still is a part of the crew. Yeah, uh, the, the Brindley
4: conversation sort of trumped the Walt conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah, Maeve is watching to see his reaction
1: here. That's what it said on the digicard.
0: Wow. Cool. So you were just totally fine with people assuming that you were in this crew the whole time, in spite of you rolling with us.
1: Well, honestly, I don't know how they got my information. I, I've never really heard of this cruise ship before, before coming here, but. Um well I'm here with them now so that's that's what counts I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess that is what counts. So, how about it?
3: How about what exactly? What do, what do you propose in here?
0: We're proposing a little competition. If you win, then, you know, kindred demonstrates humility by their best slug blasting crew getting beaten by you.
4: <laughs> Gra-
3: graciously
4: and humbly.
0: Exactly. You get it.
3: And what's in it for you? I mean, you know, that, that that's all well and good for us when we beat you, but in the alternate timeline where you guys win, what's what's motivating you to enter into this?
0: <laughs> uh uh Wanda kinda like snorts and looks at the other two and they just kinda exchange smirks with each other. Well, you know, a competition between Gold Star Disaster and the Wix. Of course we want to make sure that everyone sees this, and when we win, you need to state publicly that we are the best slug-blasting crew in all of (sniffs) Operablum. You think that's funny? And Wendy looks over to you, Helix. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you also have to wear our merch.
3: (laughs) Wait, so we lose, we have to- Publicly acknowledge you as the best crew in Operablem and wear Wix merch on our next run?
0: Yes, <laughs> And if we,
4: when we win, you will acknowledge Gold Star Disaster and the entire concept of intertower cohesion and teamwork uh, is the order of the day. And use whatever leverage you have, perhaps, at Kindred to help make sure... This operation with the arborists goes smoothly and efficiently and without legal chicanery.
3: Ooh, good call, Helix. Yeah. You guys have a ton of pull with the higher ups, right? You guys can make sure that the the contract is fair and she kinda looks to Tarment like, eh?
0: Uh, uh uh Helix, as you're talking, the arborist was sort of nodding in approval, and then when Mae was like, Oh right, they kind of had a look like, oh no, this is the one who's the arborist, huh? Okay.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the arborist isn't the smarts, that's fine. <laughs> uh but Tar- it's the it's
4: the guy looking with puppy dog eyes at the uh obstacle course. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he wants this all to be over so he can go American Gladiator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh uh Tarment says uh, if that is something that the Wicks can accomplish, then I would be willing to concede that it is not, this is not just some petty grudge match. And Wanda says, yeah, I mean, we've got a bit of pull with Kindred, but more importantly, we're sponsored by Myper and they have their own legal army. I guess we can forego some of our perks for a little while in exchange for a little legal aid on behalf of the arborists.
3: Sounds like we've set the terms. Uh, only thing that's left to decide is what does this competition look like? Helix crosses his fingers and mutters under his breath,
4: Obstacle course, obstacle course.
0: Obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Maeve
3: crosses her, uh, uh, both, uh, like two sets of fingers on one arm and is like, Punching contest,
2: punching contest, <laughs> punching
0: contest. <laughs> uh, punching <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, what are Trevin Wolf hoping for?
2: <laughs>
4: uh, uh, Three's Company trivia.
2: Trev is secretly hoping that uh, it'll be Q standing, just like, oh, if we could just stand <laughs> in this line in the longest. <laughs> we can like, stand you know. in the line it's, the it's, most politely? <laughs>
1: like, yeah, leaving your hand on a car. Hand on a hard start. body.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we are overdue for a hand <laughs> on the van <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> every sitcom
1: does one. Why haven't we?
5: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, well, you're The perfect luck.
1: bottle episode. <laughs> uh, Walt's been busy just thinking, like, Man, they do have really comfortable merch. It's like really well made. It's, it's like high thread count. I don't know. I wouldn't mind another t-shirt. I don't know.
0: What's <laughs> well, it's gunning to it's lose. lose. <laughs>
3: this bodes well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Wanda casts her eyes over the obstacle course and her gaze rests on what looks to be, it's a little bit of a shallow dome Shape. Uh, it's a large floating platform over a foam pit, about ten or fifteen feet up. And she says, "Well, what about a rematch? Let's play some Quantum Conqueror."
4: Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> he gets a grin and starts rubbing his hands together. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Looks around. Yeah.
3: I mean, if you. You know, if y'all are confident you can take us three on four, it feels feels a little unfair in our
2: advantage.
0: <laughs> if you say so. I think we'll be just fine. But
2: logically, that does not make sense. Clearly, you are at a great disadvantage.
0: Logically, you suck. Ha! <laughs> 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 404: retort not bound. <laughs>
2: oh Logically, that does not make sense to me. Trev, you're getting destroyed right now. You need to quit while you're behind. <laughs> but I do not suck. I lack all sorts of vacuum abilities. Trev, come on, we got let's just It doesn't make sense though. It doesn't make sense.
5: It doesn't make sense.) <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like pop-up windows, error reports opening on just, his face, and Mave's like clicking them for him. <laughs> like, yeah, dismiss, dismiss, it's fine, it's fine,
0: it's fine. <laughs> refresh, refresh. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um. Yeah, Mave cracks uh, all four sets of knuckles and is like, let's do this.
0: We cut now to the disc. You are all on the edge, sort of equidistant from each other, somewhat staggered. Um, I think it's gonna go... Uh, Maeve, Wanda, Helix, Wendy, Wolt, Whitney, Trev4. So Maeve and Trev4, you're next to each other. Okay. You're all sort of in your starting positions. There's a jumbotron that's floating kind of all around the space. <laughs> and it's been set up so that on one side it says GSD. And then on the other side it says Wick, uh, And it currently is 00 and there's a timer. Um, and above it as well there is sort of like the the camera aspect of it so this is in fact being recorded and streamed. A crowd starts to gather on the catwalks all around you from everywhere. You can see the arborists watching intently. You see people from all of the towers, uh, robots, operablants, then aspersions. People are all sort of gathering to see what will happen here and like It started to spread as well, like there's sort of a flurry of whispers and people sort of catch on what the terms of this are. Not just that, you know, whoever loses has to publicly declare the other team to be the best, but that the fate of the arborists and kindred rests on this. So, to set this up, I am going to create a progress track and a danger track. These tracks are going to be four marks each. Your track is gold, and their track is wick. Whoever marks all spots on their track first wins. Success will mark your track. Problems will mark their track.
3: So that's mixed successes and failures.
0: Correct. And I think what I'll say here is... um. Because these are fairly short tracks, I think I'm also going to establish that kick won't necessarily allow you to mark additional spots. However, you can use kick to either gain additional style or put the wicks in a disadvantageous position and prevent them from marking their track. And to reiterate the rules... Of Quantum Conqueror, whoever is in the middle of the disc when the timer runs out wins. You can all tell you're all placed on the edges of the disc, more or less equidistant. But you can tell that your weight kind of impacts the tilts of the disc. If all of you were set up to one side, y'all would have fallen off. So your terrain is a little bit uneven, but I think this disc is roughly the same size of what you would have encountered in Prismatia.
4: Just with uh, foam to fall into instead of abyss.
0: Exactly. And hopefully (laughs) no glasshoppers this time. Hopefully.
4: (laughs) So...
3: I'm looking a, a little low on resources cuz we've already done two episodes worth of stuff um and and we haven't had a downtime before this uh any kind of any kind of uh, refresh going on or are we going in this with uh
0: Ooh, man, it's too bad that y'all did so much before you came here. <laughs> yeah. This might end up being a little bit tricky for y'all.
4: I mean, it evens out with the four on three, I think. Yeah. We've got, th- we've got three players worth of resources. I got a, a couple got of... We got dares.
2: We can do dares. We got hype. We have hype.
4: We
3: got a couple of boxes unchecked. They're all kick and none of them are dice, but yeah. ooh, ooh. <laughs> we'll make it work. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. That's what
1: trouble's for, baby.
0: And with that, a countdown... Starts on the Jumbotron. Three, two, one. And an air horn goes off. Let's begin.
2: Uh, so, if I can recall last time when we did this, Trev went straight to the center. Like, Trev was the one that tried to help hold down the center. And I think that that was kind of like, oh, that kind of strategy. I think Trev's uh, over this time has, uh, his mind has been changed in like, his approach has been different and so Trev is going to kind of ignore the rest of this competition and is going to go straight towards Wendy <laughs> 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 and like and, and he's kind of aware of his like uh, he was more of a combat uh, bot than he thought he was mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so
2: um, he's
0: out for blood <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's going to go straight to Wendy, uh, charging, gets on uh, the rocket knees and everything and oh starts man. just hurtling towards her.
0: Everyone cheers because they think, because Wendy's about directly across from you, they think that you are just beelining it towards the center faster than everyone else, and then the cheers kind of go to like... You're
2: just going right past. <laughs>
0: yeah, just confusion as you rocket past the goal. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Uh, does she have a board?
0: She does. Okay. Uh, and great. she also has her reality canon. Uh, I'm I'm picturing it being like kinda small. I'm not thinking like big t shirt cannon size that like Lake had in season one. Uh, but she's kinda got it like slung to her hip kind of thing.
2: Uh, so as I'm going uh, towards her, maybe she's raising up her reality cannon yeah. and I uh, do like a barrel roll off to the side. Uh, my rocket knees go back to being upright again. I skid. I'm going to try to grab her board and just fully hurl it across.
0: Oh, jeez, Okay. <laughs> just
2: fully clear it off so she has like... Not a great ability to do the, the rest of this thing. So I'm just trying to get rid of her board. And,
5: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, that, that's going to be my attempt. I have my heavy-duty servos ready to go uh, as I'm, like, uh, popping out. And, uh, you know, my omniscience apertures will allowing me to, like, anticipate any uh, angles that she might be shooting at me. So, yeah, I'm going to throw on a D6 from my uh, visor, and I'm going to put on a kick from my attitude. That, that way I can not mark on the danger track. That's a six.
0: A six. Yeah. Okay, describe <laughs> where this board goes.
2: Uh. <laughs> So as I flip out of the, uh, my rocket knees grab the board right underneath her. She you know, falls on her back, maybe, and I discus throw it off into the distance. It winds up uh, uh, accidentally pegging like a mechanical bird that's supposed to make it look like, oh, we're outside, we're having a good time, and just like completely dismantles this bird. It <laughs> <splots laughs> into sprockets Swags. and springs. Yeah. Fake seagulls on this cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now who sucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wendy I think is just like uh, uh, stunned and she looks up at you and she looks a little scared but then she like flips over onto her stomach and is like readying her reality cannon, maybe to like try and pull herself along or something like that <laughs> meanwhile out in the crowd these sprockets are like raining down <laughs> on a portion of them and they're going yeah get them
3: uh, Maeve's got a play let's go I'm going to use a combination of abilities here. I would like to use my concept prism to mark one turbo and temporarily split into 3d6 colorful instances of yourself. Uh, And I would also like to use my photo bypass ability, roll to fold normal light around you and blend in with your surroundings. Remember to put your hood up. Um, The goal here is Maeve's going to head for the center and then split into a bunch of Maves to sort of hold the center line. We're all going to like, Basically, I'm, I'm picturing like a ring of Maves protecting the center, um, mm. while Mave Prime uh, camouflages and goes invisible and and stays in the center, so that not only are there a bunch of Maves to uh, to go after, the real Mave has disappeared.
0: Ooh, I love this. Okay,
3: so I'm gonna mark a kick to do the uh, the splitting part, and I'm gonna roll three d six to see how many Maves we're dealing with. Got nine maves.
0: Nine. All right. Uh, Yeah, they sort of spread out in their uh, varying jewel tones all around the center, sort of forming an inner ring uh, in this disc.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I I think, you know, the the split has happened. I'm wondering if my uh, my role to uh, use my photo bypass here to sort of camouflage can sort of double as the role to like mark the progress track and like that that's the thing i'm trying to do to move the progress track along is camouflage myself in the center of the disc
0: yeah definitely
3: sweet then i am going to uh roll my one standard d6 and i have no other d6s that i can add right now um so i think i'm going to uh use yet another ability of sacrifice your body take a slam to get plus two d6 to your action this action can't be noped or avoided anyway you actually you gotta actually take it kid Um, so maybe on my way to the center before I'm able to camouflage myself, I take a hit from one of the wicks or some sort of environment. I leave that up to the GM's capable imagination Uh, of how Maeve gets hurt on the way here.
0: I mean, uh, I think you sort of split, like as you're making your way to the center, you engage your concept prism and these maves sort of branch out from you and they sort of start by fanning out in front of you. Uh, Very effectively blocking Wendy and Whitney. Mm -hmm. But Wanda was the one right next (laughs) to you. And Maeve loves punching. Wanda's going to give you a bit of a taste of your own medicine. Uh, A big fist comes out of the shoulder of her hard-like jacket and just clocks you across (laughs) the face. Uh,
3: Clocked? Clocked. (laughs) Clocked. All right, so Maeve has been clocked, but she shakes it off and uh, I'm going to roll 3d6 as a result of that. Uh, Plus I get a style every time I take a slam, so whoop-a-boo. But let's see if we can push that even further. I'm going to call this a trick, so check it. Oh no. (laughs) That's a one, a two, and a three. A
0: one, a two, and a three. So I think what ends up happening here is Wanda clocks you and because it's with that hard light fist it it hits you pretty hard and you kind of crumple down before you have a chance to engage your photo bypass additionally as i described your other maves are sort of fanning out across the inner ring wanda has a chance to sneak in and get to the center and so really quickly the fist another one sort of bursts out the other side and then they open up into butterfly wings and she pushes and now she's pushing closer towards the center the progress track is not marked but the danger track is it's one and one and you tried to do a trick
3: I did I did didn't I
0: so with this gust of air that Wanda uses to propel herself towards the center of the disc it's being pushed at you this blows you towards the disc and off the edge you don't fall you are able to grab the edge of the disc but for everyone else this starts to tilt the disc ever so slightly towards you and Maeve if you want to get back up on this disc you're gonna have to work for it okay and I guess I'll give you a temporary slam for this one I'll give you the temporary slam of dangling once you're back up on the disc that slam will clear
4: that makes sense. And then uh, these these copies didn't even go off. They the copies did. did.
3: Uh, I just didn't. I wasn't able to turn invisible and hold the center.
0: And Wanda was able to find an opening to push herself. She is currently closest to the center.
4: Okay. Well, seeing this, uh, Helix is a bit of a choice to make. Uh, both Liam and Helix were trying to think: Do I go to the center and try to hold the hold the center? or do I was thinking of putting up bumpers on the edge of the ring so we couldn't fall off with my hard mm. light dangling but we've already lost someone's already off the edge so and we're not in the middle so that sort of solves that plan but <laughs> um yeah I was excited to do like uh, like bowling bumpers along the edge <laughs> with my light board um well so much for that plan hopefully hopefully nothing shocks my little tookus cuz this outfit is just <laughs> 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 too damn nice to to damage it's this is this is uh bach graduated from slime school in this thing and he was very proud to give it to me <laughs> Oh no. um so uh helix is gonna run for the center try to hold the line and just stand in the middle and i think i'm going to uh initiate photon exciter uh and takes his his board which was in the circle form right the two ends of a. Uh, The two semicircle ends of a snowboard collapse to make like a small Captain America shield on his wrist. Um, Instead of deploying his board to ride on it, he deploys it kind of like an American gladiator battering ram thing. (laughs) Um, And so he's holding one end of the board in one hand, the other end in the other. There is hard light between his two fists and there is hard light extending out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the first wick that tries to stand in this circle is going to get photon excited.
0: I think that'll be Wanda, so let's see how this goes for you
4: uh yeah roll the damage things you grind slide all the over just smack with your board as soon as she comes she's he's gonna just try to knock her over. I'm going to add a D6 from my attitude my smarts. I think the justification for that is just like he's going to where he's needed mm-hmm. um, and because I want to use a D6 about it but also now I'm out of D6 just to add to things so hopefully this works. 2d6, no kick. <laughs> two sixes.
0: Two sixes. <laughs> uh, uh, Helix, I think the beautiful thing about this is that Wanda was facing Maeve and her back is actually to the center of the disc. So she is flying backwards towards the center. Oh, and from I the think- gust. I think you meet her there. So what happens to her when she makes it to the center? So she's, like,
4: backing into me, essentially.
0: Essentially, yeah.
4: She's now going sideways away from me as he, like, smacks her with essentially his right hand and, like, paddle spanks her off to the side, (laughs) Um, maybe in parallel with the axis that this thing is tipping on. All right, guess is there is there an axis or is it any any kind of which way? It's like,
0: every every which way. Okay, doesn't more matter if there's weight which, on one side. Yeah,
4: great. Mm. Doesn't really matter what the weight situation is. She about to get smacked,
0: and she does, um. and uh, she uh, flies off uh, uh, to one side. Uh, basically banking off of your hit. Uh, she's a little bit staggered, but she still has the butterfly wings engaged on her photonic jacket. So she's able to stabilize relatively quickly. She doesn't get too close to the edge of the disc, and she's still very much in play. But, as of right now, Helix, you are closest to the center of the disc. Gold Star Disaster is in the lead.
4: I've got the, the center held. Uh,
1: maybe somebody help Maeve? Yeah, I think Wolt, uh, in seeing Maeve actually get knocked so far off to the side of the disc, is going to make a play to try and help her get back on. Uh, but instead of boarding toward her, he actually goes over toward the opposite side of the disc.
0: Okay.
1: Um And at this point, he's on his hoverboard, and he's got Carcinican up on his shoulder. As Walt is racing around to this opposite edge of the disc, he's hoping to cause a big enough imbalance to tilt it and flip Maeve back up onto the disc.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Uh, and to do that, I'm wanting to engage uh, with Button Masher, Mark 1 Turbo to use a locked mod for the length of one action, or 2 Turbo if the mod is from another device. Potential problems are worse. The mod I'm wanting to use is from the kinetic deck, uh, engaging the Density pedal. Roll to increase or decrease your own mass dramatically. Make your body lighter than air, make your fist heavier than uranium, and don't let anyone push you around.
0: Oh, dang. So he's
1: really looking to, like, heavily imbalance this disc to flip it.
0: Now, this Mm -hmm. means you're going to spend the rest of your resources just to use Button Masher. Yes. That'll make your roll interesting.
1: (laughs) And yeah, we had established when I spend those, they don't apply to the roll, right? No. So yeah, I'll spend the last of the kick from my turbo pool to engage Density pedal. I'll be rolling the chills normal two d six, and I think I'll take a dare to add a third d six to this. All righty. Is this moving the progress track forward, or is this just the action to get Maeve back into play? Ooh, I I was figuring it wouldn't affect the progress track. It'll just remove that temporary slam from you. Gotcha.
0: Yeah,
4: which frees your effort up to. Move
3: yeah, the then my thing. next move can be advancing the track.
1: Suppose is, is there any anything left in the hype pool at all?
0: There is a kick. So if I could
1: spend that kick, maybe that could mark the track and it would get Maeve back towards center. Yeah, yeah I like
0: that. So the intention of the roll is to get Maeve back up on the platform, mm-hmm. which would be the action in and of itself. But the kick will also mark the progress track. Yes. Love it. Yep. Right,
1: so that'll be 3d6 with a kick from the hype pool. Okay. That's a five.
0: All right, mixed success. Okay, first of all, let's get Maeve back up on this platform. That succeeds.
1: As Wolt is racing around the edge of this disc, he does a little ollie so he's up in the air. Carcinican hops off his back, and mid-air, data surges. Carcinican, data surge to... Zyphoskin, <laughs> And he expands huge into the big, tan horseshoe crab that we saw in the in the previous portion of the run. Uh, yeah, and engaging yeah. the density pedal, even with his huge size, his mass just doubles over again. Walt landing on its back. It comes crashing down on the edge of the disc and just whips it. Yeah. Like, you're you're slamming the heaviest kid on the playground down on the seesaw, and it's going wide. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and yeah, Maeve rides this seesaw energy up. Um, like, she's dangling from the disc, but she sees Walt... What, what he's up to, and, and rather than trying to scramble back up, she waits for her moment, and as it goes whipping up, she just sort of lets the momentum carry her and launches herself into the air. Uh, and I think she's gonna try and come down as close to center as she can. Um, I don't know how much control she has over that, but we did mark that kick. Um, mm-hmm. So she's looking to land near the middle. Okay. On her board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will allow that. Mm-hmm. You do mark a spot on the progress track, which puts you at 3 out of four. There is a spot marked on the danger track as Mm -hmm. well because you rolled a mixed success. So I think what ends up happening here is um, Whitney clocks that Carcinikin is data surging and sees the air that both of you have and she puts the pieces together. She uses her gravity blaster to anchor herself to the disc. So where everyone else kinda goes flying, maybe a couple of jewel toned Maves are knocked off into the foam pit, and then they yeah. disappear into hard light. Um, Whitney is anchored, and she starts using it almost like magnet boots, pulling herself closer and closer to the center. Mave is in the center. Whitney is close. Additionally, because you rolled button masher, problems are worse. Right. <laughs> and I think what I have to do here. Uh, because you, first of all, use Zyphoskin, who I imagine has quite a bit more mass. Uh, <laughs> 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 and you use the density pedal. Mm-hmm. I think people may have been able to expect Zyphoskin. I don't think they expected the density pedal. <laughs> so everyone kind of goes flying up and all of you land hard uh. on this disc. Everyone take a slam.
3: Ooh. Oh, what's the slam?
0: Ouch, my feeties. Not that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thumped? Dropped?
0: Uh, Dropped? I like dropped. dropped. Is,
1: pretty good. is Walt also taking this? Because he was on Zypho's kit. You kind
0: of anticipated it. Yeah. So...
1: By the general physics of it, he's part of the same mass as Zyphus in that way. Yeah. I'm happy to take the slam. I
2: just don't know how it... It is also... F- yeah. It's That's also four slams being dish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm willing to concede that, you know, Waltz did expect this and everyone else didn't. So yeah. I think you can... You don't have to take the slam. You just give it to everyone else. Oopsies. Oopsie daisies.
2: That was like a real like wizard throwing a fireball into a room. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not in there. I trust your deck saves. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm going to nope this one, and I think uh, the the in fiction reason is is maybe a couple of my mave copies uh, break my fall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also disappeared to our, like, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, um, like, maybe five maves left.
3: <laughs> but I'm also going to invoke my Duraweave jacket, which is in my other gear, uh, which says avoid impacts, bludgeoning, and mm. crushing for only one treble.
0: There you go. Ah. Fantastic. So you only mark one treble, and you only have two slams out of three.
2: So Trev, he's knocked uh, on the ground. Uh, so is Wendy right next to me. Yeah. And uh, I'm, like, up close to her reality canon. I see it next to me, and that invokes something in my memory where it's, like, uh, I remember Shimmer Guys having this kind of reality canon. And it kind of, like, peeks at my memory that I just had invoked the last time of being so... Uh, furious at Shimmer, mm-hmm. and I think it sets something off in Trev. So uh, I'm going to use a D6 from my attitude, a kick uh, from my uh, attitude. Uh, I am going to uh, also do a trick on this one. So I'm going, I'm going big on this one. I, I can't, you know what, I'm going to throw in, I'm going to t- take a dare as well to get give myself another die.
0: Uh, now, what are you trying to do with this role? Are you trying to get closer to the center? Are you trying to knock Wendy off?
2: I am going to ruin Wendy's day. Uh, <laughs> but Okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's more to... You'll see a second.
0: It seems to be less, like, maybe a little bit less marking the progress track and a little more vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, yeah, this is... Trev is uh, in an emotional space. Okay, almost. gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, two,
2: three, and three. Well, this is going to be a very obvious where uh, it's going to go uh, badly for me, but uh, Trev, his uh, face is going with, like, these angry Xs over the eyes and, <laughs> like, uh, uh, furiously like, grabs onto the barrel of the reality cannon and is starting to try to crush the reality Ooh. cannon. So, like, there's probably gems and all that kind of thing that distort and, like, do whatever the cannon does. And I'm trying to crush and bend the, the thing, which I assume... As I'm starting to do that, and maybe I'm like, it initially gets a couple bends in there, she reacts and oh. fires off her reality cannon.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think you, trev are fairly confident that you are going to succeed because once again, you're starting to have this crossover yeah. between what is happening in the present day and your memories. Yeah. Being in that observation tower really messed with the partitions in your hard drive and you have the ice chip in the same ice chip that you once had. So the memories that you used to have are like still coming back to you in like fits and fragments. And you do, you have this image of you walking down a hallway that you have never been allowed to be in. To do something that you know is going to have very, very serious ramifications, and you see these Shimmer people, and you see these reality cannons, and you see them leveled at you, but you are on a mission. You are not going to let them stop you. You are going to fix the injustice that has been inflicted upon your friend. So effortlessly easily you grab these cannons you crush them in your fists you bend them upwards and they explode in these shimmer guys hands you knock some heads you knock them out and you move towards your goal your destination you see a port you plug into the port you see the numbers going down and the numbers coming up in another account and then you get kicked in the face,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you get snapped back into the multiversal Odyssey into uh, uh, this game of quantum conqueror. And uh, you still have your grip on the reality cannon, yeah. but its barrel is pointed right at you, and Wendy fires.
2: and it probably initially as it uh, the whatever energy, whatever you're going to say is having it, like, Trev is holding on to it, like uh, fully taking this uh, thing right up the, the left arm of him. And uh, you will not ruin my family. And just uh, uh, as the power is going through. So I don't know what happens to my arm. You tell me what happens to my arm.
0: Um, I think what's going to happen is uh, <laughs> this is going to impact, uh, I think the all of you as she fires and maybe your arm gets the worst of it because some of the um, power sort of shoots out and impacts it uh, uh, harder. Um, (laughs) Wendy uses her, uh, you've got a very tight, rigid grip. Yeah,
2: heavy duty servos. On that
0: cannon. She uses her concept inverter which flips the adjective (laughs) and uh, she flips your adjective from rigid to limp, and you just turn into a pile of cooked spaghetti. <laughs> uh,
2: I like fully all of me, or oh, yeah, yep, yep,
0: yep, yep. Uh, so you're gonna take a slam of noodly,
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And of course I I have a feeling that would kind of just shut me down, I feel like I I don't know if I could like circuits would be out of like we, it'd be all messy. I mean it's it's sci-fi reality
3: canon. I think you can you can be a noodle robot if you want to be a noodle oh, robot.
0: Yeah, yeah, like your your circuits are still running fine. Right. It's just I guess the yeah, the connections would body. still be there.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. not to be confused with the Lansden Pasta robot, which is a robot that makes pasta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <no.
0: laughs> If anything, this is more robot pasta than pasta it's robot, robot. Yeah. <laughs> at this
5: point.
3: It's a Lanzan robot, so it's just really just a mechanical arm that yeah. makes the pasta, but there's also a set of mechanical lips next to it, so it can do the chef's kiss after each <laughs> cro-
4: the pasta. <laughs> <It is laughs> That's so the whole important. reason. And, uh, and <laughs> a pinch of your cheek like grandma. <laughs> well,
0: they say it's made with love, yeah. so they have to program the robots <laughs> to love the pasta. <laughs>
2: <laughs> only one robot can <laughs> truly feel deep love aside from Trev yes. units and it is the past robot
0: and it is only Net- for past any <laughs>
3: food Trev <laughs> robot that makes food with love Helix had his mind blown last episode that Trev had the capacity to love and Maeve is over here like yeah have you never met a spaghetti robot? Like, of
0: course, Robots can love <laughs>
5: Duh, come on.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, with your failed roll, that is going to mark a spot on the danger track, which means that there is one spot left on each track. Gold Star Disaster and the Wicks are in a dead heat. gold star listeners it's me lena your slug master game blaster thank you so much for listening to this episode of quantum kickflip if you've been enjoying quantum kickflip please recommend it to a friend and leave a review on your podcatcher of choice you can also support us by following us at quantum kickflip on social media where we post new episode updates audiograms and more you can also support us by subscribing to quantum kickflip on patreon For just $2 a month, you can join our Shredder tier and get access to all new episodes of Quantum Kickflip two days early, and for $5 a month, you get early access plus exclusive bi-weekly bonus content, including interviews, outtakes, and more. If you join our Ultronaut tier now, you can listen to my behind-the-scenes GM featurette where I break down the design of the Dibocon run. For me, having a sandbox world, I still want to make sure that there's a really specific focus, something that's driving the players. It's something that I've struggled with as a player in the past when I'm put in a sandbox. If I'm not 100% sure what I need to do in that sandbox, then it's just a bunch of toys and no real reason to play with them. So for a broader goal for Dibocon, I eventually landed on Faction Shifts, and it offered a really fun opportunity to play with the unstable marking in factions. To listen to this behind-the-scenes featurette and so much more, head to patreon.com slash quantumkickflip and subscribe today. I'd like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. To learn more, head to amaas.ca. We release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly, so you can catch the conclusion of the Multiversal Odyssey run on Wednesday, December 20th. Let's get you back to the action. You are currently in the center of the disc and you see Whitney making her way towards you. The gravity is more or less uh, leveled with the disc now but she is still using her gravity blaster to keep herself anchored. uh, Disengaging it, reengaging it in front of her and pulling herself slowly and surely towards you. And she's staring you down. She's got this like heat in her eyes. But as you look closer to you also see this sort of deep sadness and it's in this moment that you sort of disconnect from the game and you sort of take in all of your surroundings it almost feels a little bit like when you were in Calorium and we're trying to as an arborist feel a connection to the broader multiverse but it kind of happens without you intending it to you hear the crowds all around you cheering yelling Uh, a lot of them are, are sort of screaming things like get him yeah come on kindred let's go beat him gold star disaster beat him and you see the arborists and you see tarment and he looks a little sort of frozen he has this look of sort of concern and distress and you, you feel this, this sense of everyone wanting someone to win, wanting one party to beat the other. You see the chaos all around you of all the other maves. You see uh, Wendy kick Trev in the face. Uh, you see Wanda making her way towards Helix. Uh, those uh, butterfly wings turn back into fists. And you see Whitney making her way towards the center, making her way towards you with just this look in her eyes of... It's almost a kind of grief. What do you do?
3: Remind me, is Whitney is the grit of their crew, right?
0: Yes, I believe I had established Whitney to be the grit.
3: Um, so I think, yeah, Maeve's seeing this... Um, this sadness in her eyes and they're kind of connecting in this moment. Uh, and I think they're, they're connecting on that level of kind of serving the same function in each of their crews that like they are, you know, the, the tenacious, uh, the one who, who puts in the effort, does the work, grinds and, and, and puts their all into just like bringing their crew out on top. And I, I think she kind of relates to Whitney in this moment of like, you know, they both, have sacrificed a lot for their crews they both care so deeply about their crews and the things that they stand for and as you described i think maeve is is realizing that this is all turned into a little bit of a uh everyone's out for blood here and maybe that's not actually what this whole thing is supposed to be about so maeve i think shoots a look to the nearest hard light maeve and kind of, they all sort of exchange glances between them, because um, I'm picturing Maves in the center, and like the hard light Maves are sort of circling up around her. That was the the initial plan was to sort of yeah. protect the center and make sure that no one could get close. Um, but she shoots this look, and it kind of makes its way around, and everyone's sort of they're all kind of nodding and understanding. And the the Maves, the hard light Maves in front of her, actually like step to either side, uh, and Mave extends a hand out to Whitney.
0: I I think you could see that Whitney was uh, prepared, like perhaps she even disengaged the gravity and was about to level it at one of your colorful maves, and then they step aside, and she just stands for a moment, and she sees your hand, and she reaches out and takes it.
3: And the the hard light maves kind of close back up around them and form that perimeter, but it's the two of them in the center with their hands held... Uh, maybe Whitney, like, locks them down with the gravity blaster, too, just to anchor them there.
0: Wendy, after having wrestled herself away from Trev4, uh, sort of turned and started to sprint towards the center, um, but she sees this ring of maves sort of close up and then she sees her sister and- and you, um, in the center and she recognizes that, like, oh, anyone could take this, anyone could win. She speeds up for a second, and then it sort of clicks in her head, what is happening? And she sort of skids to a stop, and is kind of face-to-face uh, with one of the Maves. and then she takes a few steps back.
4: Yeah, Helix uh, turns around, uh, looks at what's going on, never seen Mave so stoic before, uh, but he's also a bit of a ways from the center of the ring, and so he... He just braces himself to not be jostled and kind of keeps an action ready. If he does got to bonk someone again, he'll do it. Um, but he's going to see how this plays out.
1: Uh, Wolta Top Sifus getting sort of like floated up and off, and they were kind of like circling around the disc. Wolta taken both of his uh, sort of silver bangles and had them up in blaster form. He's just kind of like they're floating by and just kind of watching this scene unfold. Well, and Trev is, is a pile of noodles, so... <laughs> <laughs>
3: And I think there's a, there's a lot to be said in this moment, but I think Maeve knows better than to try and have a conversation with Whitney. <laughs> so she's going to try to communicate everything she's thinking and feeling in this moment with just a look. She takes Whitney's hand and looks her dead in the eye and they spend a moment just locked in, eye, in silent eye contact. Yeah. And she's trying to impart everything that she's feeling in this moment. Um, do I need to roll for this? Is this like a persuasion or anything?
0: Um. You know what? Yeah, there's one spot left on the track. Let's see how this shakes out. Let's get a roll.
3: Yeah, okay. I'm going to roll 1d6. I'm not using my jacket here. I'm not really using any of my abilities. This is just me trying to impart to Whitney what what we're going for here and hoping that that she'll pick up what I'm putting down and together we can, we can end this thing. I've rolled a 3.
0: Oh, that's a failure, isn't it?
3: But I would like to use my skill. You spend hours and hours practicing arborism. If this would help you with an action, you can mark one treble to upgrade a one-to-three result into a four-to-five. That would make it a mixed success, which would mark both tracks.
2: <laughs> it sure would. At
0: the same time, we mark the progress track and danger track
4: <laughs>
0: Wanda is winding up one of her Harlight fists to clock Helix in the face just like she clocked Maeve
4: oh she was winding up a, a, a photon exciter. So.
0: yeah yeah basically <laughs> uh, and then she sort of realizes that everyone's kind of stopped uh, and then she looks around at everything happening within the disc she looks at the crowd outside she looks at the fists Protruding from her jacket, and she retracts them, and she also steps back. And together, as both of your tracks simultaneously clear, you and Whitney are on the center of the disc as the timer flicks to zero. And as it does, we have one more roll that I would like. Let's get a disaster roll. For every empty trouble box you are going to roll, I believe that means for Helix, four, Mave, four, Trev, three, Walt four. Nice Trev, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I have,
4: I have nine five nine trouble?
0: Because I think you took a dare.
2: Oh, yes, that's right.
0: Do we have any sixes? Six. Helix, uh, Marcus Style, easy street. Do we have any 4s or 5s?
2: Yo. Yes. And me.
0: All right. Disaster won't strike for any of you, thank goodness. But Maeve, Trev, and Walt mark one trouble. The timer clicks to zero. And for a moment, it seems like people don't know how to react to this. Who won? You were both in the center. But then applause breaks out from one particular section (laughs) of the crowd, the arborists. And it ripples out and then builds and swells until everyone is clapping and cheering. And Maeve, at the center of the disc, Whitney pulls you into a hug. (laughs)
3: Uh, Yeah, Maeve Maeve hugs her right back and canonically we have established
0: great hugs,
3: great
0: hugs. <laughs> Whitney is not a thin but she also gives a great hug oh
3: yeah you could you could just tell you like, can tell yeah. yeah
0: and I think the others sort of like gather around I think Wendy uh sort of starts to move towards her sisters and then is like oh and then turns around points a reality cannon at Trev and like Reverts your adjective and you like kind of reinflate and then harden into your robot self. <laughs> and she offers a hand to pull you up.
2: And uh, he takes it, stands up. I must apologize for my actions. I am not the same robot.
0: Sounds like you got some stuff to work through. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, is it that obvious?
0: I mean,. You nearly destroyed my cannon.
2: Ah, yes.
0: Hey, things got hairy on both ends. I'm also (laughs) sorry.
3: (laughs) It's very hard for her to sound genuine. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: A lot of that tear is, like, just slowly making its way down her cheek. She's like, I'm so sorry. And,
2: and (laughs) of course, Trev can, like, read her emotions and see, (laughs) this is very difficult for you to express. You should be proud of yourself. Thanks. And then Trev lifts up his finger and puts a little, like, gold star onto, like, uh, onto her shoulder And I open up for a hug. I also give good hugs uh, because my arms have like soft uh, plates on the (laughs) on the forearm, so I can just give a nice. You're literally a machine built for
5: for hugging. hugging. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wendy is standing very still, and then more tears start to spill from her face, and it like runs a little bit with her eyeliner, and she's just kind of shaking. She'll let you hug her, but she's too emotional, and she's trying to hold it together.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Her tears make the mascara run in a way that it looks like it like was applied that like it, it yeah. perfectly symmetrical <laughs> two lines coming down from the eyes as though she like did a weird mascara wing that goes straight down yes, um, absolutely. even when her crying ruins her makeup it's still perfect it's
0: still perfect
3: yeah and then i i wrap my
4: arms uh, around her then
0: uh and she's just like <sighs> and 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 is like accepts your hug <laughs>
4: helix walks over to wanda uh extends it. they were both about to punch each other smack each other uh, and instead, extends a fist in a respectful fist bump. Good game.
0: Wanda uh, reciprocates the fist bump. It says, "Yeah, good game."
1: Uh, I guess Zyphoskin comes back and touches down on the disk. He's real big, <laughs> but he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "Does that mean the match is over?"
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think it is, and I think in in a way we both won. I mean I, I hope that's how it read to Seems like Tarment got the message anyway. Seems like everyone's pretty happy with the turnout.
0: Yeah. I guess we both won. Congrats guys. I guess by our terms you are officially the best slug blasting crew in Operablum.
3: And by our same terms, we have to acknowledge that you're the best slug blasting crew in Operablum. I- At least we get t-shirts out of the deal. Yeah, you gotta talk to lawyers.
0: Oh man, you guys really did win. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but we're gonna get some food, because I have lost count of how many people I've talked to, and I'm exhausted. So, as long as we're on this ship, I'm gonna enjoy my time here.
3: Uh, Maves. Eyes light up at the the prospect of, of food because um, we've established that the Arborist temple is is not the best for uh, for cuisine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But uh, she has a moment of of weird hesitation. It's like, I think weirdly, I could go for a veggie burger. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go get some eats.
0: Uh, and I think Wanda's going to extend her fist to the remainder of you uh, and and sort of give. Fist bumps down the line. And and she sort of pauses uh, at you, Walt, And she says, you're happy?
1: Uh, and Walt glances back at the rest of Gold Star Disaster and says, yeah, are you?
0: Eh. <laughs> We're going to miss you, but we'll get there. We're happy. And we've always got your back. And she extends her fist.
1: Family hug, come on
0: <laughs> And she kinda chuckles as like you're like no and, hm. and yeah, go in for the hug and, and she hugs you right back. And then yeah, Wendy and Whitney uh both join in and like pile around you and give you a big group hug. Oh. Uh with that, I think let's go into some cleanup. Uh, so, let's shift some factions around. There's gonna be some plus, uh, uh, three factions by the end of this. Uh, because I'm gonna give you a plus one with the Arborists, putting you at plus three. I'm gonna put you at plus one with Wilkies, putting you at plus three. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna, the Wicks were at minus three. I'm gonna bump them all the way up to a plus one. Ooh. And uh I'm going to give a plus two to Webb to even it out. So each of the towers is now at a plus two. And what the heck, I'm going to give you a minus one with the heads putting you at a zero because they're like, what? You had a competition and no one won? Oh, you both won? No, you both didn't win. <laughs> Cop out. This,
2: this is not what slug blasting is about. This is not
0: what slug blasting is about. Yeah, exactly. Supposed to be a winner. What's the point? What's the point? Exactly. Now, Gold Star Disaster was broken up before this run. And I think your actions throughout the course of this run have brought you back together as a crew and The rules state that reconciliation requires a significant sacrifice, and I think that's already been made. Mm -hmm. Gold Star Disaster, to a degree, isn't going to be the same without Brindley Zerk. And you can keep going, and you can continue to do amazing things as you are, and you can still be Gold Star Disaster. But there will always be that one spot... That one emptiness, where things aren't quite the same. So, damn, yeah. I am going to clear your fractures and bring Gold Star Disaster back together. Let's talk about crew style. I recognize that your crew bank is full. We're going to get there in a moment. Now that you're a crew, you can access that. But we'll get there. Shredders, plus three on style where you race, chase, or land big tricks. Ultronauts, plus three style on runs where you find a new world or deal with dimensional weirdness.
4: Trev and I literally went to new worlds to find dimensional weirdness. That is true. That's
3: true, but you did it through a VR rig, and they were mostly, if not all, worlds that we've... We we did go to new dimensions that we've never been to, but we didn't actually go to any dimensions. Okay. Um, so I, I could argue that one either way, I think.
4: Yeah, I guess just on the logic of like... You know, no slight to people who take uh, all-inclusive vacations, but it's you know it's not really world travel if you just go to a five-star resort for a week. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not really back. It's different than backpacking <laughs> around Europe. Yeah, uh, and so I guess in that regard of like we went on vacation, we didn't go on a trip. Well, well,
2: we then, weren't
4: taking our crew. We weren't showing it to the world, right? Like the, the part yeah. of this is
2: reflecting of like what do people know about our crew yeah. and nobody probably knew that we even did that
4: other than jericho Zebul- zebulax the head of web thank you very much yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, fair one of the heads of Web, well, the, the, yeah. the high up uh, yeah but no i think you're right i think maybe not that one
0: so but, maybe not alternates but definitely shredders
3: yeah race yeah. chase, and land big tricks you bet baby <laughs> all right
0: yeah. you're gonna get three crew style and i think i'm just gonna plug that directly into your fame track um, I think I want to give you guys one more perk. Uh, Trev4 and Helix, in your time in the Observation Tower, you were collecting thin zone codes, and you found a very specific one that led from Spar to Desnine. So I am going to give you that portal as a two-way between Thennispar and Desnine.
2: Sick. Excellent.
0: <laughs> so you've still got plenty of crew style to play with. Is there anything you want to spend it on at this time?
3: Yeah, I think uh, the the most straightforward one, uh, in our current fame level, we have access to small press merch for 4Style. Uh, t-shirts, stickers, pins, patches, etc., plus one hype. Uh, so this is going to give our crew access to one uh, more hype resource. Uh, do we get to choose if it's a D6 or a kick?
0: Yeah, I think so.
3: D6? Yeah. Um, and I think this takes the form of, like, we uh, made that deal with the wicks that, you know, if we lose, we have to wear their merch on our next run. And I think in the spirit of this good natured collaboration, like we, you know, we, we both won, we both lost. We, we still agree to, to wear some wicks merch the next time out. I think Maeve now has sewn into her arborist jacket, a little wicks patch.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice.
3: Um, but in, you know, they, they send us over, uh, a package of wicks merch. Uh, maybe they send it through Walton. Um, uh, but the next time we're all hanging out in Trin- Trinity Municipal Park, we open it up, and maybe it's the kind of thing where like it's like even though we're we're on good terms now and we like each other, there's still a little bit of competition between us. So they send us like a pretty deluxe like there are t-shirts, there are patches, there are buttons, there are really nice like the buttons are uh, like enamel pins and they're all die cut, and like the stickers are holographic and stuff. And it's like yeah. in looking through this, it's like whoa, this is this is really impressive stuff. We don't have anything like we. Maybe we should get something like this. Well, we've got this new in with Wilkie's, right? Oh, that's true. We right. we haven't really talked about whether we're all going to take it, but um you know, I know last time we were approached with something like this, it was, you know, it was it was stunts and and fussed and and we kind of we were a little disjointed. We weren't sure what we wanted. We weren't sure where we were at as a crew and and I mean, that's that's still true. We're still down a member and we're still kind of not sure where we're at, but honestly, I, I got the vibe from Mr. Wilkie that this is less of a like, we got to be dyed in the wool Wilkies and go on Wilkies missions and more just kind of some perks they'd like to give us. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm saying that I think if we take this on, it's, it's not going to have huge staggering ramifications for the rest of gold star disaster. It, it kind of just
4: means we get some free candy and someone to handle all of the, the merch. Design, production, and distribution. There you go. I'm, I, I mean, a, we have a great logo, but I'm <clears throat> I'm not about to go order T-shirts. Yeah, I don't have um, money. I live in a <laughs> and, temple. <laughs> and then uh, can we smash cut to uh, the picture of a cell phone in null looking at all the things you can redeem Wilkie's points for in the yeah. store? And you just hear Angus, there's a new weird shirt in the in the Wilkie's store. <laughs> it's a gold star. Oh, that's that crew from Upper Abloom. Oh, ooh, a hat. <laughs> Very good <laughs>
1: Excellent uh, And With some of the other crew style I think we're also going to purchase uh, Improved hangout for four style Move into a skate shop, pizza place, science lab, etc And I think this takes the form of, uh, Less like a specific new place we have to hang out uh, Since Gold Star Disaster kind of lost the Nexokin chat room Where we could meet digitally uh, I want to pitch that maybe this uh, this show that we are working for, All the Towers, gives Gold Star Disaster some sort of improved access among the towers. Ooh. So, like, maybe we have clearance to now, like, visit each other in the different towers and we can – we have an improved hangout space in that we can hang out in the same space now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have to
3: necessarily sneak down to Trinity Municipal Park and, and hide from the authorities. We we can scan our key card and, and just take a take a walkway over to the next tower
1: and up to a point, right? Like, probably yeah. floor –
0: Five. Five, yeah, okay. Yeah, so that'll also cover the pinnacle project. Some
1: good mid-level clearance in and around the three towers for us.
0: I love that, yeah. So that's gonna leave you with two crew style. And with that, a new chapter begins for Gold Star Disaster. And the beginning of this chapter takes the form of downtime aboard the Multiversal Odyssey.